0: Hello and welcome to a, another episode of the Construction Corner Podcast. I'm Dylan, I'm your host. And guys, so moving forward, we're going to have a brand new show for you. Basically, it's going to be a brand new show and still a construction corner podcast. But the change in format is going to be one that I hope all of you are going to thoroughly enjoy. So, we're going to have a co host, Matt Vetter, who was previously on the show. So, if you want to go back, and listen to the episode i did with matt learn all about his story what he's doing at Schaefer construction you can go and check all of his stuff out but moving forward matt you're going to be our new co-host so welcome to uh construction corner podcast
1: dylan thank you i'm i'm super excited man this is going to be fun and uh i'm excited to see where this takes us it's going to be kind of a neat yin and yang with you being on the the design engineering side and me being on the the construction side so here we go
0: <laughs> which is why I think it'll work out really well absolutely cool so all right guys today Matt and I we've been you know we hear things that are going on in the world uh you've probably got some crazy stuff that's going on in your job sites let alone the rest of the world but we wanted to kind of open up uh it's going to be a little bit of a can of worms but we think it's important and the the thing that we want to talk about today is stress uh stress management and coping with stress um as the construction industry is one of the biggest uh for suicides which we'll do another like mental health uh show at some point in specifics for construction but uh and coping with stress is kind of the big topic that we wanted to talk about today Um, and how it applies to you in your life and how we can help, um, Matt, I'll let you kind of start it here on maybe ways that you've been dealing with stress here lately. Like what's, what's some of the tactics that, that you've dealt with just in your, let's just say personal life first, and then we can dive into, uh, you know, the job site side of it.
1: Yeah. So, you know, Personally, there, there's all kinds of stuff to be stressed out about these days. You know, coming off of the last almost 11 months of the the strangest new world that I could ever imagine with, with COVID, uh, to everything going on in in politics and you know potentials with the economy, I, I think it's it's really easy to to get overwhelmed and and to let some of this stuff build up and you know it, it can it can build up to an unhealthy point real quickly, you know and it's it's relevant today it's it's relevant tomorrow i think it'll you know there's always going to be something but i think we need to kind of pick apart how to how to break it down and and at least limit the effects you know personally first and then then outside in our in our peer groups in our our you know business groups employee groups or whatever it may be i think it's it's incredibly important to get it to the surface
0: yeah and that's It's a super good point, right? You got to be able to control yourself first, right? Your own internal dialogue, what you're consuming, what you're kind of breeding, if you will, within you. And because a lot of that, you know, let's just say that things aren't good at home, right? Like you're having, and this, I mean, again, these are tips like we're talking about, like a COVID world, virtual, whatever. Uh, But this applies really in any, any, time, any decade, anything at all, that if you're having, let's say, problems at home, like you're, maybe your kids are acting out or you are just have a marital problem or whatever it might be, um, that tends to bleed over into the rest of your life, right? So if you have problems at home and then you go to a job site and somebody says something to you and it didn't come off super good, you're probably going to react poorly to that thing. So first and foremost get your own house in order right figure out your own personal stuff you know why you're reacting to things poorly um what's wrong in your life are you going down too many like rabbit holes <laughs> or lack of a, or internet black holes wikipedia loops you know whatever that might be for you are you going down too many of those and that just you know puts you in a bad headspace and it takes some awareness to to go through that but i think that that's the first and most important thing before we get to like the job site and how you react to other people, for sure. I, I think I think at the end of the day,
1: those personal sides of it are probably the easier ones to fix in, in most cases. Um, you know, if if you're if you're having a problem with your spouse, well, work it out. You know, communicate more. If you're having problems with your kids, figure out what's going on. Um, the the Wikipedia and the internet rabbit holes, that stuff's just not healthy. You know, you i'm guilty of it just as much as anybody else from time to time but i've really tried to to segregate myself away from some of the chaos out there for the last couple months at least because it, it'll eat you alive if you spend too much time on it so i i guess i think that you know those sort of things are, are pretty easy or, or easier at least to control in a way and, and to at least to start start making it better for yourself
0: which then leads to the job site. And one of the things that I always came across is in, I mean, and this goes to both sides of the fence that you feel you got to respond immediately, right? You feel you have to respond quickly. You know, everything's in a rush, in a hurry and you might send something off without thinking through it. And that one that causes undue stress and like, I got to respond. And you're, you know, like a junkie, right? Trying to send that. <laughs> send that email, right, respond to that thing, have inbox zero, and that just causes a lot of anxiety when, you know, it's more than likely like an hour is going to be okay, right? Like you were in a meeting and probably didn't even see most of those emails. Nobody like, you know, you weren't worried. If they really needed you, they'll call you. Um, but even then, it, it can take some time. So I guess, Matt, for how you... Do with this on the you know since you're on job sites more often than i am these days um you know what are some of those maybe job site approaches uh to like one email i think that's probably the biggest one
1: email's huge and and that's a really hard one for me personally because you know as an owner i i spend a lot of my time in in my office and so i'm always in front of the email um it's really easy to get wrapped up and as, as soon as you're you know, your computer dings to go and quit whatever you're working on, immediately go find the email. And, um, but you kind of nailed it. If, if it's really that important that it can't wait an hour or, or even half a day, somebody's going to call me. And if it's, if it's critically important and I don't answer my phone, they're going to call me again and they're going to call me again. And, and, you know, frankly, that's one of the, one of the rules I have with my kids and my wife is that You know, I I don't answer my phone all of the time when they call me during the day, but if anything's ever wrong, call me again and and keep calling. And if I see my phone going, you know, going nuts, I'm going to pick it up pretty soon. So, but I guess back to my my point of email, getting on the job sites for me is difficult because I'm there. I want to be engaged with my superintendents, with the subs, with with everybody there and, and, and checking out progress and whatnot. Um, but I find myself all the time doing the, you know, the one handed dance with my phone, trying to type and answer emails as I'm, as I'm walking around a job site, which isn't the best example to set from a safety perspective, but it it also just isn't necessary, but it's so easy to fall trap to that. You know, there's nothing, I've never received an email that was of such grave importance that it couldn't have waited. But to try and teach yourself that and, and, and discipline yourself to do that is, is, pretty difficult I think especially this day and age you know I'm I'm a little older than you but you know I'm still of the mindset where when I came up through school originally you know in, in high school we didn't have all of this and you know as I've grown professionally we've had email we've had smartphones all this neat stuff in our day but I've seen kind of both sides of it and um, sometimes you it makes me wonder you know maybe we maybe we have a little too much
0: and i think that comes to so there's a few things that were really good in there one was safety right and paying attention to the thing in front of you which also leads into productivity right like if you're focused on the thing in front of you you're going to do a great job on that you're not going to have to come back to it and that also means that you're you know on the job site you're going to be safe so you're going to work in a safe aware manner of the thing that you're doing which again, allows you to do it right the first time and not have to come back to it. So I think, again, it's focus, it's clarity of thought, it's being present where you are and aware, especially on a job site of everything that's going on around you. If you're looking at your phone um, or lost somewhere else, right? Not focused on what you're doing, you know, there's a lot of things that can, can happen, you know, in an instant, um, especially on a job site. Yeah, so, And
1: I, oh, go ahead. you know, I, I'm personally guilty of, if I see guys doing what I just said, I do all the time, I'll call them out for it. You know, I, this last summer we had an instance where one of our iron workers was walking around on a roof. He wasn't clipped in and he was on his cell phone. And I kind of poked my superintendent and said, somebody needs to handle this now because otherwise I'm going to handle it. And it, it doesn't usually end well that way, but. You know, stuff like that, we, we can't have. Um, it To think of the, the disaster that could happen in a blink of an eye by being so foolish as to be, you know, texting or checking an email on a rooftop, you know, it's just, it's crazy to me.
0: Yeah, and I mean, we, we just um, here. yeah, recently in the news, I don't know if you saw this, uh, it was on Construction Dive, that a... I think he was a steel worker at SoFi, the new uh, stadium there in L.A. Uh, yeah. They have a super cool new, uh, like, Jumbotron. Have you seen yep. that? Yes, yeah, yeah. so it's it's pretty wild. <laughs> Huge. It's like an oval that's, I think it's 10 yards wider on each side of the field. 4K each side, you know, big Oculus. Um, but they had a, a guy that was working at SoFi. I don't know if he, well, he obviously wasn't clipped in but fell off the roof and died um, at SoFi. So it's stuff like that where, um, you know, luckily those are getting fewer and fewer <laughs> these days than some of the construction projects of yes. years past, but I mean, they, they still can happen.
1: Yeah, and you know, it always makes me kind of smile and, and wonder at the same time, when you see those, those old pictures of the guys, you know, building New York City, the black and whites and there's you know 15 guys sitting up on an ibeam, 300 some feet in the air eating lunch with no no ropes no harnesses no nothing to to see where we've come to today and and you know while when injuries and, and incidents happen they're terrible but like you mentioned luckily they, they seem to be fewer and farther between
0: yeah i mean so i think a lot of this in you know dealing with you know, stress is the topic of the day, right? And coping with stress, but it's also a lot of stress is self-produced, frankly, <laughs> you know, by trying to respond to email, by trying to do too much at once. And, you know, I get it, right? There's a lot of projects, a lot of people that want stuff. They want it now, uh, but more than likely, they don't need it now. And a lot of that, they they say ASAP, but, you know, you And this might be the question to ask, when do you really need it? You know, when are you going to use this information? Is it in two days? Okay, can I get it to you tomorrow or in two days? Um, And I think that it's not necessarily pushback, but those pointed questions aren't always asked to see when people actually need information.
1: Definitely. And and again, I I keep throwing myself under the bus, but I, I see myself doing this with my with my guys, with my employees, a lot, you know. I'll especially come end of the month when I'm working on invoicing and, and monthly reporting. You know, I'll fire off an email and I'll sit here counting the seconds. Like, well, when am I going to get my answer? I need this now. Realistically, I probably have a few days before I actually need it. Um, but I've kind of, kind of trained myself in my head. Well, this is important to me, so it's to be important to everybody else even though it, it really isn't you know i need my guys realistically to be focusing on what they're doing and, and producing and, and building buildings so there, there's definitely uh there's some give and take to it
0: yeah and i think it's important to remember in like receiving emails especially like after hours um there was one one guy one owner that we work for in a hospital system that he he had very odd like hours that, that he worked. So he managed all the construction for this hospital system and, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars worth of stuff, but he would work kind of in the mornings and then like the afternoons he'd spend it with his kids, right. He'd go to all their stuff. So from about like two three o'clock to probably six was like a, you know, dead zone for him because he was with family, but then you would get emails from him at like nine and 10 o'clock or two in the morning. Right. That's just when he was, Working um, and going through stuff, but it was convenient for him. But he didn't expect a response. You know, at 2 a.m. It was just when he was working through stuff. So it's it's to yeah. remember that a lot of people are they have different work hours, they have different times, they have different things. That they work through stuff, and they're sending it. They're sending that email out because that's it's on their mind. It needs to get done, and it's just a checklist for them. But for you, again, like when do they need that information? You can respond, you know, probably within a day works for most people, um, you know, and it's a timely response to everybody so that you can, you know, move on with, with everything else, but just kind of understand, especially like off hours, emails, you know, it's somebody thinking about it, right. They finally got to it. They've been in meetings all day and they just needed to send it so that it didn't get forgotten about. Um, but it isn't for you to respond to immediately. They're by and large, not looking for a response, you know, I? that's exactly right and it's
1: hilarious because I do that you know my days get get swallowed up with meetings and you know I I get scatterbrained my my best ideas come when I'm in the shower so if I don't remember it again you know it'll never happen and I can always tell who our newest employees are because you know I'll start rattling off emails at 10 o'clock at night sometimes and by no means do I want them looked at or thought about until the next morning but all of a sudden I start getting responses from somebody. I'm like, Oh boy, now I feel bad. Cause I'm taken away from their, their family time. But you know, sometimes it's just a, it's just a brain dump for me. You know, I Get it out of my head now. Cause if I don't, by the time I wake up in the morning, there's a whole new list of stuff going on and I'll never remember, but it, it, it's certainly uh <laughs> it's amusing to see when you start getting the responses.
0: Yeah. I think that's, you know, for everybody out there, it's to remember like in, corresponding with your teams to like let them know right like you putting a ps in there like hey ps uh you don't need to respond to this right now right like <laughs> it's okay um or just getting this out of my head that type of stuff to just let everybody know like hey you know uh, answer this eventually if it needs an answer uh but it could be just like i need to get this out we'll talk about yeah. this like on monday or right? <laughs> whenever
1: yeah and i've told my guys you know all of our our employees that after five o'clock six o'clock don't respond to anything from me don't even look at your phone if i need you i know how to get a hold of you if there's a building on fire i'll get a hold of you and it won't be through email that's for sure so just put it down and and unplug and um you know that's kind of one of the the best coping methods i've found i think in dealing with job related stress especially is just you got to force that unplug and I force it on, on, you know, our, our employees at Schaefer construction. Uh, I don't force it on myself as much as I should, but it, it makes a huge difference when you can, you know, pick a time, whatever time that may be, and just, just turn the phone off, shut the laptop, engage with your family or a book or a T, you know, whatever it is you need to do, but put the work out, out of your head. Cause it's, It'll still be there regardless in the morning.
0: Yeah. And for most of us, you know, listening, right. Leadership roles and management roles. We're, we're paid more to think than we are to do. Right. And if your your stress is, or if you, you're stressed, you're anxious, you're, not thinking clearly, right? You're going a million different directions Then your thinking mechanism, the thing that you're ultimately really paid for, right? And thinking of new ideas, ways to execute, what the team needs to do, strategy plan, all that stuff moving forward. You're not going to be as effective at what you do, not going to be as great at it, which means you're going to be less likely for a promotion or the next thing that you're looking for. But ultimately, like people in management positions, you're paid to think right? You're not paid to necessarily swing a hammer or bend pipe or dig a ditch, right? Not to say that you can't, but you're paid to, to think. So all that being said, like reducing the stress increases your creativity muscle, right? It allows you to just daydream about stuff. So like for you, Matt, as an owner, right? I am too. Like we think about our business all the time, but it's in what's next in a creative space, not necessarily in like, what emails do I need to send? Even though I'm sure that, you know, that comes up too, but it's always in a in a more creative function. And I think we, and the more that we're in that, right, you're, is that, I mean, has there ever been a time that you've been creative and just pissed off? <laughs> like it doesn't happen.
1: Probably right? not, not, not creative in the right way. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> you don't come up with the best outcomes when you start thinking uh, and you're, and you're angry to begin with. You know, <laughs> I think in business too, especially from the ownership side, you know, some stress is good. I want to make that really clear too. I, I think that if I lived a completely quote unquote stress-free existence, I'd be bored to tears. You know, I, I like the chaos of, of construction and I've, I've been doing it for a long time now. And, you know, I, I kind of thrive off of that, that lack of monotony, I guess. Um, so I, I think, you know, stress is not always a bad thing. You just have to be able to control it. And and you don't want to get to the point where you're so stressed out that you can't really think clearly anymore. You just want enough stress just to keep you kind of in the game and, and engaged. So you're not just, you know, walking around in the clouds.
0: Yeah. And with experience comes a lot of like knowing it'll work out, right? Like, you know, you have the solutions, you know, it'll work out. And a lot of the you know, especially when I was younger in the, the field, like, you know, the world was ending, right? If we couldn't solve this thing and do it now, when, totally. you know, in reality, somebody's got a lot of work to do to fix whatever is probably wrong. Um, so you can take a day, right? And think of a solution. Especially that's, if screwed up.
1: yeah, you just nailed it. 90% of what I do is, is solve problems. And I've come to learn and, and to truly believe in that like you just said there is always a, an option there's always an answer there's always a solution and you may not like it it may sting you know in, in construction you you know there's 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 problems that come up and mistakes made that they sting really bad uh, at, to the bottom line but there's always a solution you know there's a way to fix it the world's not going to end but yeah as a as a young guy, out in the field swinging a hammer and you know if I framed a whole wall incorrectly or or used the wrong size of nails which I have done a time or two in my early days it seems like that's it I'm gonna lose my job I'm gonna be you know homeless and poor and have, and have any friends for the rest of my life but you know you, you get your bumps and your bruises through experience and, and you know I'm at a place now in my career where you just got to kind of shake it off. There's nothing worth getting real excited about anymore and excited in a bad way. There's nothing worth getting pissed off about.
0: Yeah. This, I heard this phrase, uh, maybe a few months ago now, but, uh, so apt, to construction, you got to care, but not that much. Right. Like you gotta, you gotta (laughs) care, but not that much. Right. Like you gotta care about, you know, doing the right thing and putting your uh, best foot forward, but in for a lot of us, you know, the ultimate decision is up to the building owner, right? It's out of our hands. You know, all you can do is present the best options you can and then let it go, right? Relinquish the quote unquote outcome. It's okay. Here's the choice. Now we move forward, right? So you care, care to present options that are good options either way, or just, you know, here's the pros and cons of whatever we're presenting, like, Hey, this, this is going to cost you a lot more. This one's quicker and cheaper, dirtier, right? Whatever. And then (laughs) just, you put them on the table and it's, it's ultimately not your choice for the most part, right? All you can do is present the options. So you got to care, but not that much.
1: For sure. And, And that's actually a strategy that I started using, um, because like we've talked about before, I'm really heavily rooted in the in the pre-construction side and estimating and sales. And, you know, at some point, you got to realize that I'm not the one making up prices for a job. I'm not the one who is making a, a project cost what it costs. All I'm doing is compiling information, putting the appropriate data to it, and then showing you here's, here's what it is. Here's option A, here's option B. I, I'm just a delivery agent at that point in time. And if you can actually convince yourself that, it, it makes the selling side a lot easier, I think.
0: And it's to remove your own financial bias, right? So we all have a innate financial bias, right? But this is the whole thing in like making sure your own house is stable. So if if uh, you know $5,000 is a lot to you personally and you're building a $20 million building and you get a $5,000 change order, it's not that big a deal, right? That's a rounding error on that project, you know? Now, obviously they add up over time. So again, you gotta care, but like not that much, you know, it's it's not worth, you know, digging tooth and nail on a, and I've, I've seen it, I've been there, you know, fighting over a thousand dollar change order. It's like, we wasted more time dealing with this change order than it's worth. Definitely
1: we we see that all the time um, and it doesn't matter if it's a 20 million dollar project or a two hundred thousand dollar project and, and you know you, you just gotta weigh your option and weigh the weigh the intrinsic costs of what you're actually looking at because those are usually worth a lot more than the change order itself you know to if it's a if it's somebody screw up you know if a, if a subcontractor screwed up and missed something our goal is we're going to try and help them. You know, we don't want those guys to eat it usually. I mean, there's certain circumstances that come up and, and you gotta do what you gotta do, but you know, in the subcontractor world, especially we're we're GCs. So we have a lot of stress. We have a lot of, a lot under our plate or on our plates to manage, but we're not putting out that giant capital stack that our subcontractors are, you know, those guys are the ones that they buy out a project in the very beginning and they're fronting for all the material, all the metal studs, all the drywall, all the, you know, screws and and everything. So in a weird way, I mean believe me, I don't like losing money. I like making money as much as the next guy, but it almost hurts them worse. You know, the subcontractors cuz cuz they're already so extended. So we have a little bit of leeway to to help with that usually as long as, you know, the the pre-con guy's done his job right and, and things are set up appropriately. So, you know, we, we write our fair share of change orders and, and we back charge when, we, when it's appropriate. But at the same time, we always try and, you know, use that team mentality and, and help them out if we can.
0: And this is a, this is a very, very important point for everybody. So on the engineering side, especially architects do that you're dealing with subs primarily. Right, that's who your, granted everything goes through the GC. But you're dealing with like your, you know, I deal with the electrical contractor, right? When I'm on projects, the architects probably dealing with the, uh, you know, wall and ceiling and door contractors. Right, that's who they're, or masonry yep. or whatever. And so knowing that, like, okay, this change order, you know, that comes through and reviewing it, and this it all goes to stress and how you manage this. I know we're getting into some weeds here, but it if you're going to worry about that thing or tie this guy up, you know, now this sub is going to be super stressed out because now they're, you know, they probably already did a bunch of work. So they put out a bunch more labor. They're, they had to pay their people. They're out, you know, probably at least 60, if not 90 or 120 days on, you know, their stuff, right. Just in billing cycle, they bought the material, they did the work, you know, now they're getting paid on a 90 day cycle, from the time they purchase material yep. to the time they're getting paid. I mean, that's just how it works. So they're they're already, you know, at 100 days. Like, think if you didn't get a paycheck for 100 days and now you're holding it up more because you don't want to, you know, review this or you want additional whatever. And not to say that, like, they need to have their paperwork in order. They for sure do. And, you know, cost justification or whatever. But understand on, like, especially smaller dollar amounts, uh, like, that can mean a lot to that contractor, um, you know, or they're getting held up on pay for, you know, another 30 days. Cause that's a pay cycle. Not, it's not, they're going to get paid in 10 days. That's not how it works. They're going to get paid on another 30. And this is a thing I, you know, primarily yep. on the design side, nobody understands these pay contracts and for sure I didn't, you know, working in a firm, cause it's not something we ever dealt with. Um, and I think there's just a big disconnect on the, the dollars and how these approvals need to happen. Um, cause again, you're not getting paid like on the 15th, right? It's another 30 day pay cycle, um, to, to make that happen. So if you go past like the end of pay apps, right? It rolls to the next one. It doesn't just get like amended on the last one. Um, so it's always something to think about. Yeah. And, like, cause it, it's go ahead. It it's,
1: it's way different than than residential in that sense, right? Residential, you know, you could always go to a homeowner and say, "Hey man, look, I I missed the boat on my invoice. I know it's only the 10th, but can you cut me a check?" And as long as you got a good relationship, you you'll probably be okay. You know, we're dealing with corporate entities or municipalities who have you know, bylaws and ordinances on how these things work. They literally can't just cut a check whenever they feel like it. So you know we're we're sticklers for that for paperwork and and it's got to be it to us by this date and we send our invoices by this date and if you miss that boat i don't feel bad for you then i can't help you but as long as we all work together and you get your stuff in order it usually works pretty smoothly
0: yeah again it's just like one of those other you know stress points is the finances and the money to make sure that you know everybody like for most everybody, right? Like Matt and I aren't on this train anymore, but you're getting a paycheck, right? You're getting a consistent, steady paycheck, and you don't have to worry about like any of that stuff. But as owners, you know, it's a different ball game, right? You worry about cash flow, you worry about, you know, did we invoice correctly or you know, we get receivables in on time, all this stuff. So it it very much matters. Um and again, like, I know most of you are, are disconnected from this, but it'd be like think about not getting a paycheck for three months. But still working. Yeah. Right? You still got to go to work. You still got to pay your bills. You still got to <laughs> put gas in your car, but you don't have a paycheck for three months. And
1: you still got to be efficient, and you still got to like what you're doing, and you still got to keep producing, and it, it's a tough road to hoe sometimes. Um, you know, and the you kind of hit it. The, the stress that that we deal with on the owner side is a whole different type of stress than the stress in the, on the field side. You know, it, it all can add up to unhealthy levels in the, in the same kind of mechanism, but there's, just, there's very, very different stressors that we face or that I face certainly um, in the office versus what the guys out in the field are, are seeing. So it, you, you got to be able to have that healthy balance between all of them.
0: Yeah. And it's not to say that one is better or worse than the other, right? Stress is stress in the body. It manifests <laughs> pretty much all the same. <laughs> um, so with this guys, like understand, like you can feel it, right? You can feel it in your body on what's causing stress. You know, you can see, or maybe you can't see, but people around you can see, like, if you're you're drinking more than you should, right? You're more painkillers than you probably should be right or whatever that might be for you um you know you're you're coping in other ways that isn't healthy or is outside of your let's say just norm um so kind of check that right see see how you feel are you just like anxious and you know like tingly too much like where you're just like (laughs) shaky and you're like coming through withdrawals because you don't have your phone or something on you right like we all know those feelings and Not to get too touchy-feely in this, but like, you just, you know, within yourself when, when those things occur, right? You know, when you're not focused, you know, when your mind is somewhere else, right? And and just to give yourself a gut check, Um, but yeah, going for a walk, getting outside, doing things that you enjoy, right? Watch a good movie, watch some comedy. Those are all things to like help deal with stress in, you know, whatever form you might be dealing with it in
1: and you also got to remember that it's not taboo to talk about it you know i i i try and chat with my my guys frequently and and make sure you know i i I do those personal gut checks on them you know because you can learn a lot about how somebody's doing internally in in a quick conversation especially once you know somebody pretty well um so you know we we talk frequently and, and that's a lot of times what my goal is, you know, Hey, are you okay? Are you, is this working out for you? Are you pulling your hair out? You know, we, um, I've got a superintendent right now who's in the the home stretch of a project. And we always kind of laugh because on the, the front end of the project is where the project manager, or in this case, me is going crazy. You know, now you've got 60 days to buy a project out and see how bad things really got screwed up in the estimate. Well, on the flip side, now my guys, in that home stretch he's got 60 days to get this thing done done handing the keys over to the owner and in in this case you know it's not a a horrible contract that we're up against but but mentally in his case it's a horrible contract we're up against so he's you know he's killing himself you know figuratively out there every day and i know he is but we got to have those talks and and chats and you know sometimes i'll force him off the job i'll just say just that's it. You're, you're doing a great job, but go home, get out of here, go, you know, take a half a day or whatever it needs to be and go get your head straight. You still got to have fun.
0: Yeah. And you'll, you'll find, you know, if you've ever gone on vacation, right. The days uh, leading up to it are probably some of the most productive <laughs> you've ever had. And then like, you know, the office didn't burn down when you were on vacation for a week, right. Still there when you came back. <laughs> yes.
1: It's still there in a pile of emails too.
0: Again, but like nobody, right? Like they knew you were on vacation. They either dealt with it or didn't, you know, It, and then you can answer them. Right. And then bulk emailing, it probably takes you an hour to go through all that stuff and find everything versus, you know, it would have taken you four hours because you would have been checking email and then distracted and then checking email and distracted on the next thing. So it's, probably more efficient to just both go through emails, right? Sit down at one point and blow through them all than it is to, um, you know, check every yep. 10 minutes. And you'll feel better about it. Definitely.
1: And you, you will. And, and vacation and, and time away from the job time, you know, just relaxing with your family or friends or whomever is, it's so important. Um, personally, I just got to a point where I, was even able, both financially and mentally, to unplug for even a couple of days. Um, you know, it, it's been really difficult to to walk away from a project in in years past, and you know, finally, kind of over that hump. I think, at least mentally, where you know, I can take a week, a year, or whatever it needs to be, and and leave, and I have enough confidence in my team that stuff is still going to be moving forward. You know, nothing is burnt to the ground too bad. And, you know, we, we built a team, we hire competent people and we all have skills and and confidence in each other. And, you know, once you, once you get there, then yeah, you can walk away and just getting away from the, the day to day, it, it erases stress. I mean, I don't know how it can't, you know, get to a beach or go for a skiing vacation or whatever you're into. And, you know, give yourself some time to unwind and then, you know, you come back better for it.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's all, all kinds of, of things to to do, right. And it's whatever you love, you know, whether that's fishing, hiking, skiing, mountain biking, I mean, there's a ton of things to to do and just as simple as getting outside, right. Leave your phone in the house and take a walk, you know, for half an hour, an hour it does wonders. Yeah, definitely.
1: Exercise too. That I found it really helps me personally, anyways. And you know, I uh, I think we've both done seventy five hard. I think you might be doing it again, but seventy five hard is a program for those who don't know that uh, Andy Frisella kind of spearheaded, came up with. But I won't go through all of it. But it involves a lot of exercise, a lot of self induced exercise, um, but. Going through that and, and forcing myself this summer to get in that routine, uh, it has been tremendously helpful for me. And, you know, I, do I like waking up at 4.30 in the morning and, and going down to my home gym? Absolutely not. I hate it. But I feel fantastic when I'm done, and, I know, you know, it's just such a stress killer and, and confidence booster that I, I think everybody should do that. And it, it's hard, especially, especially for the guys that go and work – manual labor all day, you know, to, to explain that to them, like, well, I know you're out beating yourself up all day long, but you should really hit the gym afterwards or before you'll feel a lot better. And I, I I do think it's the truth though.
0: I remember years ago, it was one of my, it was my first job out of college. I, this was probably a year into the, job and I had my first like solo um basically so I was I'd been kind of sort of lead but this was my first time like going alone doing all the data collection so we did art flash studies so we were going into industrial plants and this happened to be in Columbia Missouri and it was an automotive plant Um, so they made parts for different cars so they were a you know supply chain for car parts in different ways and sorts and the electrician that I was working for or working with um he was just jacked dude was huge and part of that like you know so as an electrician right you're depending on the day working on a lot of stuff or like you fixed everything and you're you're good sitting around drinking coffee but um which is in a plant situation was what you want right you don't your guys are sitting drinking coffee that means you're making money and nothing's broken yeah uh, <laughs> Little different than in construction, but uh, with that, like I mean, and and do is just huge. But what he he was saying is like, I just i feel so much better, and this was before like, I mean, years, years before, so it's like 10 years ago. So this was before like 75 Hard came out or any of these programs. It was, you know, like going to the gym was kind of sort of something people maybe did. Um, and I was just like, I feel so much better, like going and lifting and you know, eating right. Like it just I feel better. I was like, Oh, it's, it's cool, man. Like awesome. Good for you. Right. And this was like when I didn't know any better. And now like, you know, i run stupid distances and all this other stuff that, you know, and again, it doesn't have to be like going and lifting like 400 pound, you know, deadlifts or bench presses or squats. Like again, a simple 30 minute walk on flat ground does wonders. Definitely.
1: Absolutely. And I grew up the same way. All the, the, you know, the meatheads, I, it it never made sense to me. Like, why would you go and spend all this time in the gym? And, you know, I'm no big buff superstar by any means, but I get it now. And, and I, I make a point to take that time for myself. And that, that's really the key I think too, is, is taking the time for yourself. You know, whether it's just walking, whether it's, doing that crazy nonsense you do and running for hundreds of miles or, <laughs> or just going to the gym. You just, just take some time for yourself, you know, every day and every little bit you do helps.
0: Yeah. And I mean, again, like I know guys that go fishing, right. Like just sit there and cast a line for an hour. Right. Like it doesn't have to be like, we're yeah. not talking anything crazy here. Right. It's something to just take you away from, from everything that's going on. Well, Matt, any I guess uh, any other points that you want to add here on some ways to cope with with stress, and then uh, I'll give us a, a wrap up.
1: Um, you know, I think it's just important to talk about. I think it's just something to keep on top of mind. You can't ignore it because it won't go away. It's not specific to our industry by any means, but but we surely have a lot of it in construction and in and, and all facets of construction from design to all the way through to building. And, you know, just acknowledging it is, is a big step in the right direction. And, and as long as we keep talking about it and, you know, people keep taking care of themselves, I think we'll all be better for it.
0: Yeah. I mean, guys, this is a, this is a big topic. Uh, I mean, it hits close home for me. Like I got shingles from projects. Uh, which is completely stress induced. So to me, like this, this hits home. I've known, um, known of guys, not. So some of the guys that I've worked with had heart attacks. Um, so one of my bosses did uh, one of the guys under me did uh, one of the other guys on that team before I came to the department, like had a a stroke. Um, like I've, I've seen it been around it experienced it right like i didn't have a heart attack or stroke but shingles is still pretty bad pretty painful and it lasts for like 10 days so it's one of these things that it's super real people you know manifest it in different ways whether it's they're drinking too much they're you know their body is fighting back, in <laughs> and, and you know with heart attacks which is you know an extreme example um you know, strokes, not eating right, right, getting too much takeout, whatever. Um, So learning how to relinquish this and, you know, not worry about sending that next email. Don't worry about like, you need to do it. I'm not saying don't, but I'm saying like, it can wait, you can put it to the side. Nothing's gonna, you know, catch on fire, right? It's gonna be okay. And the more that you can kind of have that Feeling in those, those are the people that last a long time in this industry. They're even keeled. They don't, you know, like they'll get to it. <laughs> they'll get done. They don't worry about it. And those are the people that, that last a long time in this industry. So, you know, if you want to last, if you want to stay in construction, those are the types of things that you're going to have to do to survive <laughs> and not only survive, but to thrive within the industry. You know, you don't get phased by much. It's Okay you'll survive you'll get to it when it happens and you know it's all going to work out in the end
1: absolutely you still got to have fun in life
0: yeah yeah all right guys so again with stress talk about it you know to matt's point talk about it Understand that it exists. It's a real thing and you need to find ways to to manage it the best you can, especially in construction. Um, And don't be afraid to talk about it, you know, whether that's with people on your team, your spouse, friends outside the industry, and maybe have a, you know, little more lax job, whatever it is, right? Find ways to deal with it, go fishing, take a walk. It's it's all going to be okay. Um, The other thing that I wanted to bring up guys is, So next week, uh, the 26th here of January, we're going to do a uh, LinkedIn live construction tech roundtable. So we're going to have, I'm hosting the roundtable. We're going to have people from all different walks of construction talk construction tech. So some of the industry leaders, Um, we're going to have somebody from NECA, somebody from the Wall and Ceiling uh, Association. We're going to have a couple of subcontractors, architect, Um, another GC and talk everything construction tech so you'll want to tune in it's going to be noon eastern 9am pacific Uh, it'll be live on LinkedIn Uh, other platforms are uh, TBD at this point but we will for sure be live on LinkedIn Um, and uh, we'll get that out to you so again if you're uh, not following me or Matt on LinkedIn uh, all of our links are in the bio here um, so you can tune into that next week, noon Eastern, nine Pacific, uh, on LinkedIn. Matt, anything else you want to add to close us out for your first uh, co-hosting, second appearance on the podcast?
1: First show, man. This is this was fun, and and I I want to promise everybody that not every episode is going to be this heavy. We're gonna we're gonna have a lot of fun too, and and get into to all things construction. And I'm happy to be here. I'm I'm. I'm glad you brought me on board, and I I appreciate the heck out of it.
0: Yeah, for sure, man. And then, like moving forward, guys, too, we'll do uh, some of our own roundtables here on the podcast. It's going to be, uh, you know, a little more, let's say, talk show type. Uh, moving forward, um, you know, Matt and I might have some solo episodes uh, moving forward too. Some of the similar things that you've seen, but definitely going to be more of a roundtable conversations uh, from tech to subs to uh, specific things on job sites to design. I mean, we'll cover the the gamut and you're going to get uh, hopefully a fair and balanced uh, overview here with, uh, with somebody on the design side and on the, the GC side. Awesome. Looking forward to it. So guys, that's going to be this episode of the Construction Corner Podcast. We've got so many great things uh, here ahead of us moving forward. So we'll we'll see you and uh, talk to you guys next time.